RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Thank you for hanging out on Apologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Let me know if there's any other problems with the audio or any other problem in general. We got a lot to talk about. I want to do a show tonight because you know what's going on in this country. It is, uh, it's a shit show. Today was a, uh, you know, it was really an abomination with Trump going to court to, um, the, the, everything he's already been found guilty of sexual assault. He is a convicted rapist. Okay. He's a, he's a convicted sexual predator. Now it's a matter of the damages and he's been dragged back to court because he cannot shut his disgusting lie hole. And I don't know, man, uh, the democratic, I mean, the Republican party is dead. It's a corpse. That's their standard bearer. The King baby who, uh, basically all that was missing was a, bowl of spaghetti in front of SpaghettiOs and uh, flinging it at the walls. This is who we're dealing with. A filthy, disgusting, wannabe dictator con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam who received fewer votes but isn't man enough to admit that he lost and respect the peaceful transfer of power. The peaceful transfer of power was good enough for George Washington. Not good enough for Trump, though, because he's Putin's puppet. He is a, uh, well, yeah, J.D. on the chat. Trump is taking and behaving himself out of a presidency. Hooray. I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope that people see that and, uh, and are reviled, recoil from it. And before I keep going, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Elise, for your super chat. And let me tell you, Elise, that's your 10th super chat. Thank you so much, Elise, for your ongoing support of Tower Buster. We're um, in the process, we, meaning me, myself, and I, are in the process of um, activating the memberships. So we'll have uh, that option available and where there'll be different emojis. Uh, I, and I saw today that the memberships, you can only have five emojis originally. So the more members you get, the more emojis you can add. I don't know. They limit your emojis around here. I don't know why. Why would you do that? So I want to make some emojis of the of the cats, you know, Booty Boo and Ray Ray and Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr. And I guess myself will be there somewhere. I'll do some, I'll do one of me maybe. Well, that probably be in the next batch. And yeah, that's it. We'll have some memberships. They'll start at $1.99 a month which ain't too bad, and they'll go up to $14.99. How's that? There'll be six levels, 
and whatever. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Okay. And thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News. I just, before I keep going, and I don't want to forget the shout out to uh, Charlie. If uh, you can check out APS Radio News, I don't know what's preventing you from checking it out. I'm just, what do you mean, if you can? Of course you can. Everyone's welcome. And Charlie has a roster of um, other. Uh, I'm just getting distracted by everything, all my buttons. Charlie has a roster of independent media voices that he hosts at his platform, and I am really honored, thrilled, and humbled to be a member, to be one of the, um, of the people that he hosts over at APS Radio News. So thank you, Charlie. I'm just going to lower this music. We don't need that. How's that music, actually? Can you hear that music? Did you hear that when that went off? Just checking. Just checking all the all the buttons. I'm going to have to fix these buttons again. I don't know. I, I'll have to go through the manual and, check and figure out what the hell, why it sounds so echoey to me. As long as it sounds good to you, we're good. But I hear an echo in my own head. It does. It sounds like an effect is on here. So, uh, all right. In case you missed it. Oh, oh, and I also want to thank Charlie for supporting the community cats, especially now during the winter. Uh, and you're. And let me um, just assure you, Charlie. And if anybody else wants to donate to the community cats or the show. You could, if you want to do it as a one-off, you could. There's a PayPal link in the description, and the um, the supplies for the community cats come straight out of the PayPal account. So your donations are going to help the community cats get through the winter, and pays for their food, their shelters, their the the hay. Well, straw you got to put in there, keeping them warm. Sometimes I like to throw a one of those eighteen-hour hand warmers in their shelters, so they get they feel the warmth maybe a little bit on their little little bodies as they're out there in the cold. All right, listen, listen, listen. Let's get get. Sorry for all the blabber and and the technical. Support. Thank you for everybody for helping me, um, you know, get the audio right. So that's what I'm saying. This is a this is a community show here. This is a uh, it's a team effort, and it has to be that way because we stick together, we win. We do have a, a lot to talk about, and I, um, you know. I appreciate that. So let's get to it. Uh, first of all, Trump is a disgusting. Let's start there. He's a he's a baby. It's and I'm interested. See JD on the chat who who is from England, lucky bastard who lives in England. I'm I guess I'm from well I'm from Ireland and England. It counts. My my grandfather was in the English army, so that I wish. Why did they fucking come over here? It was my grandmother. She wanted to come over here. She talked my grandfather into it, apparently. I don't know. Man. 
I wish I wait. Well, if I get to, if there is another side and I get to talk to them again, I'm gonna gonna have a very serious conversation. All right. Thank you, Ed, for your super chat. Ed says for the cold kitties. Thank you, Ed, and they the cold kitties. Thank you too. It's very. I worry about them. I do. But we do, you know, they're survivors, but they do need help. They they need the shelters. They're they do feel the cold. So all right. So Trump uh was in court today. He's a loser on all counts. He's always been a loser uh his entire life. If he didn't have his daddy's trust fund that he bankrupted five times, he would um He'd probably be a used car salesman. No offense to used car salesmen, but he, but he would be one of the slimy, uh, stereotypical used car salesmen. And uh, what do you mean you wish I was on a different show? What show, Jonathan, on the chat? I wish Tara was on a different show. What show? You mean a show that doesn't have an echo? Or a show that, what's this? What's, hello, hello? Hello, hello? Side chain, what is a side chain? Wet, wet, dry, what? Hello, hello? All right. I don't know. I, sh- I got to stop pushing buttons here. All right. Um, and he was admonished numerous times, the, the filthy con man for behaving like a child. I mean, and what I kept thinking when I, the all day the reports were coming in about Trump and his antics, and all I kept thinking was, how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer does do we put up with this? I mean, clearly the Republican Party is a lost cause, but... I as I was watching the corporate media all day, one thing that was driving me up a wall, and I'm sure it drives you up the wall too, was when the corporate media mouthpieces were calling the con man President Trump. Like right here. Listen. I just heard the president departed the courthouse. Your sense of, of his departure? The president? We just heard the president departed the courthouse. Your sense of of his departure? He's not the president. What are you talking about? We just heard the president departed the courthouse. Your sense of of his departure? Um, that's that gets me insane. What are you talking about? He's not the president. He's. If anything, you want to call him, you call him former president, which also irritates me. He's Mr. Trump. If you want to be nice. If you want to be accurate, he's traitor Trump. But he's not President Trump. The president didn't depart the courthouse because the president's doing his effing job right now. The president is in the White House, I would imagine. He's not in a New York City courtroom after being convicted of being a sexual predator. This is so sickening. 
they do this all the time. It was like that that interview with Kristen Welker that he did. That was done. I mean, you know, the con man. As if we needed that. We needed another. Uh, I don't know. Walk into the madness, into the very uh, you know typical mind. And I'm saying mind. I'm being I'm being very generous, but. We didn't need uh, that that interview. What is he going to say? The election is stolen. It's a witch hunt. You know, do all the hits, the favorites. You know, do all the classics. Witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. And you're going too far because you know it don't matter anyway. I mean, do all the hits. Lock her up. Witch hunt. Like nobody's ever seen. Right? R- powerful. G- uh, President G is right out of central casting. I like, you know, the uh, Dance of the Dictators. That's another uh, one of the hits. Dictators. Um, fellatio, fellatio for a dictator? I don't know. Something like that. Trying to come up, just uh, spitballing names, you know, no bad ideas in the brainstorm. But that, that's why I grabbed this clip. We just heard the president departed the courthouse. The president did not depart the courthouse. And I did tweet this person, excuse me, he's not the president. He's not the president. He's a con man. He's a traitor. You don't give him an honorific. They don't call President uh, Barack Obama the president. If Barack Obama was in court, would they call him the president? Or even if he's anywhere, when they report on the movement of Barack Obama, oh, Barack Obama gave a speech over here. Barack Obama traveled and, uh, you know, spoke to some kids or they call they call him the former president. I've never heard. Any pundit call Barack Obama the president. The president left the courthouse. The president left the, you know, the meeting or the or the event where he was encouraging kids to stay in school. No, because it's very confusing. Yes, call him, call him an unindicted co-conspirator or uh, what, what was that? Um. Uh, they call him individual one. Call him individual one. But don't call him. We just heard the president departed the courthouse. You're we saying- just heard the president departed the courthouse. It's disgusting. What a disgusting display. And this is the this this is why, you know, I do the show where that we're here that the independent liberal media is important because this is a, this is supposed to be the liberal media guys. And, uh, and honestly, it's sickening to constantly. And I guess we could play that game though. You know, I'm talking about Trump obviously, but the, I mean, there are, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm kind of what we're doing here is really unpacking the news of the day and discussing it with an unapologetically liberal point of view. And 
the corporate media has no excuse though. You know, I don't have a team. I don't have teams of producers besides Tara Jr. Jr. the producer, but he doesn't really do any field producing. He only produces right here in the house. And the yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm here commenting and we're discussing what's going on. But the corporate media has no excuse. They have the budget. They have journalists, you know, people that went to journalism school are working there. They w- I would imagine some of them actually want to do actual journalism. They don't s- simply want to report on polls or the movements of a con man. But if we turned on the corporate media right now, I bet you right now, I wonder how long it would take until the the name, the word, or the anything about Trump came up. Because when the history of this time is written, I I don't know. I I just think how much longer? How sick? How sick is this? You know, it really is um, incredibly sick as a society because. Trump is a disgusting con man. He's a sociopath. He's a malignant narcissist. He is what he is. He is a scumbag. A fish has got to swim. A bird has got to fly. And Trump is, is going to be a scumbag. So he can't help it. But they can help it. The corporate media can help it. They can do... Many other stories, like how right now Republicans, they're doing it again. They're trying to come after Social Security again. They're trying to form a commission, for to another cat food commission, talking about chain CPI and things like that, which is another word or another terminology for privatization, for cutting Social Security. And we don't hear anything about that on the corporate media, do we? And I, well, I was watching Morning Joe today and they were talking about working from home. How, uh, of course, because they hate Morning Joe, the, the people at Morning Joe are always talking about how, um, you know, they don't like remote workers and, and what bullshit that people need to go back in the office or whatever. And see, people like working from home because the if you're if you're able to, if you have a job that lets you work from home or uh, that is you're capable of working from home, um, they like working from home because they people finally have some of that work life balance that they heard so much about for years. And that was really only reserved for those at the top. And they're, they've done numerous studies talking about how the, that work-from-home productivity, you know, is the same as going in the office. And, but there was, I guess, one study that made it into a newspaper, and they had to point it out, talking about how work-from-home sucks. And, oh, you know what it was? It was how... Working from home, it, uh, workers are less productive. And what they, they in this study, it said that the workers were 10% less productive than those who went into the office. And I, yeah, I 
of course, went right online and I looked up the, uh, that study or whatever they were pointing to. But also there are there are other studies, you know, that's not just that's just one study. But there are other studies that say the exact opposite, that working from home makes people more productive. But the bottom line is that like, what is the meaning of work? You see, the, are the American people just not working hard enough? Because for the past 40 years, we know that the uh, productivity of the American worker has increased when the gap between, as the gap between rich and poor gets wider, the gap between the lowest paid worker and the, and the highest and the CEO gets wider, where it used to be 50 times the lowest paid worker. Now it's over 400 times the lowest paid worker. And how, if productivity kept up, it, or excuse me, if the, if the minimum wage kept up with product, productivity, the minimum wage, the minimum wage would be over $30 an hour. So I've been hearing that and we've been talking about that and bringing the receipts about studies and math that we have, but I've been hearing that for years, but I've never heard, um, you know, I barely, I never heard it. I don't even think I've heard a corporate media pundit bring that up once. All they talk about is how, you know, the American worker is shit. We're just not a we're just not productive enough. Even though CEO, I mean, what is it? The uh unemployment rate is three three percent, three point something percent, something ridiculously low, which is full employment, by the way. And even though wages don't keep up with productivity, so that where's the wages? So workers, if your productivity's uh up the wazoo and you're not getting pay and your your pay ha- scale hasn't kept up. Oh, but you're not you're 10% less productive. What does that mean? Do you think we could live? Maybe people were 10% overproductive and this is just balancing the scales. How much how much more do you want, right? You want blood? You want they they want it all. That's that's the question. The answer is they want it all. In fact, uh, in the early labor movement, it, yeah, this was on one of um, oh, who is it? The the labor history. Who did the labor? Now his name is escaping me. Labor. The labor history hits. Into who, um, the Rick Smith, yeah, Rick Smith. He does labor history, which is great. I love those little those hits on progressive voices. And one of the labor histories talked about how the 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 chants of the workers as they were fighting for the middle class, whatever, for the eight hour workday, for the for the benefits that American workers simply take for granted now. They think that we have an eight-hour workday and a weekend and decent lurk, um, working conditions then because uh, some, some uh, robber baron felt like trickling it on us when it's simply not true. 
but the the chant was we want to live not simply exist or something like that or we want to we want to live not just exist and doesn't that make sense what's the meaning of life of i guess it's you know if a ceo if you can't do 10% more productivity what good are you Maybe you were overdoing it. You know, here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, the American we don't have vacations. We don't have paid leave. There's no family leave. You know, this great um, l- culture of life. So there's no, um, th- there's not, I, I mean, I, like, show me, don't tell me, Republicans. You're you love life. You're a culture. You want to foment a culture of life. Well, then prove it. Show me. Show me how much you love life. But they hate life. And I'm sick of millionaires telling working people just how much they suck. You're just not working enough. You're not you're 10 percent less productive at home. And then, of course, Joe Scarborough's like. Who could have saw that coming? And they started, of course, kicking down on, uh, you know, remote work. And I told you, it just doesn't work. People, and, and, and what does that, you know, when he says, oh, who could have seen that coming? It just fell. Um, what he's saying is he, uh, he really doesn't like workers. That it's the it's the old tropes right that you got to you got to whip people you got to beat them into submission otherwise that's why you have to be on the verge of starvation you have to be on the verge of uh you know just uh, hanging by the balls of your ass because there's a, you're one paycheck away from from catastrophe and you know, when he says, oh, when she, when Mika Brzezinski says, oh, uh, you know, productivity, according to this fucking paper over here, product, uh, American workers uh, who are working remotely are 10% less productive. And then Joe Scarborough says, uh, who could have seen that coming? What, he, what are they saying? They're saying they have no respect for the American worker, that when uh, if you just take your eye, if uh, if the CEOs take their eyes off the American worker for one second, they're going to take advantage. They're not going to work. They're going to put their feet up and they're going to take, they're going to be 10% less productive. Well, I don't know about you, but corporate freaking profits are through the roof. So t- tell me again about 10% less productive. I don't see the profits, the CEO profits, ten, getting 10% less. Do you? I don't see, I mean, the anything kind of working out in the favor of the working person. So Jonathan says, Tara, what do you like about working from home? I mean, I like working from home because it's, it's, I mean, if you can work from home, you, some some jobs you just can't work from home. But if you have a job that you can work from home, it opens up 
an entire life. You get to do things. You get to make appointments, go to doctors, go to the gym. Uh, you get to run an errand. Take your cat to the vet if you need to. Go feed the community cats in the morning. You, you, ha- you get back. I mean, I would commute two hours sometimes each way, depending, you know, sometimes you come home and you're exhausted. That's how many hours out of your life? And sometimes I would say to myself, how much time am I having to spend, you know, on commuting? Just commuting. And F that. F that shit, right? But if you can work from home. So, and Elise on the chat says, the five wealthiest people added, the five wealthiest people together have added 14 million to their pile of dough every hour since 2020. Uh, according to Robert Reich, who who runs the numbers and is equally appalled at this. So give me a fucking break. You see what I'm saying? Oh, who could have seen that coming? They're 10% less productive. An insult to the American worker. And we know that Republicans hate the American worker. And I've had many, I've brought many receipts on that. Like, the uh, what are, where's the these Republicans? They say that a lot of people in this country just don't want to work. They don't like work like they. And we played the video of uh, Lauren Boebert go, to, going off about remote work. How, um, you know, they're getting away with something that they're taking advantage when they know. No, they're not taking advantage. They're equally productive. We track their work time. That we have corporate commute computers. We know when they log in, when they log out. We know when things are moving. We know we see their output. So I don't know. I I didn't expect to go off on that, but it just pissed me off. I, really, what's the effing meaning of life? It's enough. It's enough beating down on working people. Um, you can't tell me that we have these the this widest income gap and all these these billionaire bastards and the rich getting richer and the working class becoming the more malleable working poor. You can't tell me that's because the American people don't work. You know the fact is. No one works harder than than the poor. That's the truth. You know, in this country, we have the this bullshit like the deserving poor and the undeserving poor. You know, they always qualify things if you need to go on public assistance. You know, through no fault of their own, they always qualify it. No fault of their own. Because if it, if it was your fault, you should go fuck yourself, right? You don't have the luxury of being human in this country through no fault of their own. See here, you know, we're so divided. We're so, because, I mean, it's just the stupidity that keeps us divided. People are dumb. They would rather, as the, um, I think, who said this? They, uh, that 
Americans would rather consider themselves temporarily embarrassed millionaires than uh, than socialists. And the fact is, you know, socialism. Oh, socialism. The Nazis were socialism, which is not true, of course. But you know, that's all they. Uh, I uh, when I bring that up, I hear. That's what I hear. The Republicans, because they're very infantile. That's really another. The another um, theme in general, or just say it's an it's basically one of the laws of the universe that uh, Republicans are are immature, that they lack the fundamental maturity to function in a free democratic society because they are, uh, you know, they're infants. And okay, in order to well, let's just go there now since I brought it up. I, w- I really didn't expect to talk about the productivity thing. It just got it just came to my mind and it pissed me off this morning because I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the these uh, elites, you know, the millionaires in the ivory tower kicking down on working people like we're not doing enough enough. I really wish I was on that d- damn set. When they said something like that, like, and then no one's pushing them back. Oh, who could have saw that coming? Really? Because you have so you have that much disrespect for working people that the minute you you the minute your back is turned, the minute daddy's back is turned, they're just going to take ten percent less productivity. They're going to steal their own productivity. Well, if productivity, I mean, I know I'm repeating myself now, but if productivity is through the roof and corporate profits are through the roof and CEO pay is through the roof, then where who's getting robbed? I, it sounds more like the American worker has been getting robbed for my entire life on this planet. And maybe if they're 10% less productive, more power to them. I mean, give me the bottom line. Is, does this somehow, what does this uh, translate to? Are you seeing it? Are you, is the CEO pay down 10%? They just can't reap enough corporate profits? Sickening. But it's time that the American worker figure this out and come together and stop, you know, standing for the shit, standing for this bullshit, stand together. And I, I told you the story before, probably when, uh, this is years ago, but there was a subway strike here in New York. And I remember, and of course the New York post is a Rupert Murdoch rag and all the corporations and the big, you know, the mouthpieces, the corporate mouthpieces in, in the media were were uh, so anti-union and everything that they that they would put on the air, like they would interview people and it would, forget it was no both sides. You know, you realize they never get the both sides when they have an agenda. And it was the man on the street interviews were all people like you better get back to work and uh, wait till I can't remember the guy's name who was the head of the union. And they're, and they're like, you know, Joe Blow, head of the union. 
I got something for you. Wait, you get your people back to work, you know, because everybody was so inconvenienced. Well, I remember at the time it was in winter, it was a little cold, and there's no subway. Uh, and I was walking. I was walking over that 59th Street Bridge. And I said, nobody put a, uh, a microphone in front of my face, because if they did, I would have said, I'll walk every fucking day if I have to for working people to get a goddamn fair shake in this country. And that's the problem with the, the way they divide us. That's the other thing that I remember during this time was this, these man on the street interviews were one of, I remember this one lady. Well, this was not just one lady. It was a bunch of people. It was kind of a theme. They're like, because the union was fighting for, I think, I don't remember, you know, like 30 days vacation time and uh, a, um, you know, significant raise and medical and all this other shit. Because this fucking stupid country, you get your medical care from your job because it, by, you know, it's a complete accident that happened that way. I don't know. I don't like that angle on myself. But uh, it is what it is. Why am I all crooked here? Like I'm not looking. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? And uh, so here, yeah. So the the people that they were interviewing, I remember, they were like, "I don't get thirty days vacation." So what? You know, that's that was their thing. It was like pitting people against each other. And I remember screaming at my television when I would see these reports. I'd be like, um, that's not the argument. You know, you shouldn't be angry at the union trying to get their workers a fair shake. You should be angry. Oh, if you don't have 30 days vacation or whatever they're fighting for, then you fight for it too. And if the um, workers get their, get their, uh, the contracts that they want, then all the better you are, all the more you're positioned to ask or demand the same working conditions. So you shouldn't be like, I don't get that vacation time, so why should you? Your life, my life sucks. I'm treated like uh, nothing but a host from which to suck profit and discard. Why should you be treated with any decency and dignity? That's the way they've done. That's what they've done to this country. So it's about time, uh, you know, people recognize the grift and understand, you know, we stick together, we win, has to be the working class rallying cry. Because otherwise, we're done for. And with this resurgence in labor, in the labor movement, that that gives me some hope, of course, because people are kind of finally understanding, hopefully, that this this bullshit, uh, you know, and pay attention to the assaults on the working class from wherever they come. Like this morning, this subtle throwaway, you know, comment and. Uh, Am I still on the air here? Yeah. That um, the two minutes that they just that they dedicated to, um, you know, bashing workers who are 
taking advantage, who are 10% less productive. Please. I mean, let me let me look this up actually while I'm saying this. Uh let me see. Worker productivity is up in USA. Yes, worker productivity in the United States is on the rise. Ha- the rise. Shit, what the fuck? Can you hear me? Am I popping in and out? It's coming out of my headphones. Oh, I have to do something about my audio interfaces. So, let's see. Oh, okay. And 2023. Okay, so Worker productivity in the United States has been on the rise. In the third quarter of 2023, non-farm productivity, which measures hourly output of workers, increased at a 4.7% annualized rate, the fastest pace in three years. The growth in productivity is a positive indicator for the U.S. economies as gains in worker productivity are essential for raising a nation's standard of living. Over the past decades, the several decades, U.S. labor productivity has increased, driven by technological innovations, work experience, and investments in worker efficiency and and equipment. The increase in worker productivity is attributed to factors uh, such as technological innovation and blah, 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 other economic drivers. So um, for decades, that's what uh, we knew this anyway, worker productivity, if it's going up nearly 5% every year, I don't, it doesn't seem like your, your boss, the CEOs are, are feeling a pinch, you know? Let's see, worker Let's see. How do I put this? Um, income, yeah, income disparity in the USA is worse. Well, we know this than it was in ancient Rome. It was in ancient Rome. Worker. Yep. Yes, the claim that income inequality in the United States is worse than in ancient Rome is supported by historical and economic analysis. Can you believe that? According to a study by Walter Scheidel and Stephen Friesen, the Gini coefficient, a measure of income inequality, was between 0.42 and 0.44 for the Roman Empire while the Gini coefficient for the U.S. is 0.45, indicating greater income inequality in the modern United States than in ancient Rome. Additionally, Rome's top 1% controlled 16% of the wealth compared to modern America, where the top 1% control 40%. Of the wealth. This, isn't this a disgusting abomination? This evidence suggests that income inequality is less, was less, excuse me, during the Roman Empire than it is in today's United States. Furthermore, the concentration of wealth 
in ancient Rome and its impact on land ownership and economic inequality. Oh, yeah, just kind of repeating this. And it's just disgusting. Have you have you heard that on Morning Joe? Have they lamented the income inequality and upward immobility um, courtesy of Ronald Reagan? Uh, the kiss up, kick down, trickle down, bulled, bullshit voodoo that we have been suffering under for the past 40 years that took the the American great prosperity right straight to the next near Republican Great Depression in 100 years, which, which was the Republican Great Recession. It always happens like that. But in the meantime, you know, the, the rich get richer and they party off our backs while their media mouthpieces go out and complain that we're 10% less product productive. That we just not... They're not squeezing enough out of us. They, we're leaving 10% behind, for ourselves. We're keeping that 10%. And it should be theirs. They need it all. They want to they take you like a washcloth and wring you out. So forget the productivity and the, that's been going up every year. They're saying 4% every year? Come on. And the record profits? Well, don't, don't pay any attention to that. And the unemployment rate being down to historic lows. Don't pay any attention. It's the workers' 10%. It's, we're gonna, it's all coming to, it's an end, end, end. You know, if they take that 10% back, that, that might give them... Uh, uh, too much freedom, and they might get uppity and expect more things, like to have a life instead of simply existing. That they might ask for a bigger piece of the profits that their labor makes possible. What and then what are the oligarchs going to do? You know they didn't work. For 30 years, 40 years, turning America from the most upwardly mobile to the least upwardly mobile at all, just to give it back. They want us to feel bad. They want us, they're beating us down 10%. Give me that fucking 10% back. Well, the, how about you give us all, you know, a 10% pay hike then more? I mean, give us living wages. How about we, we uh, do what, like Bernie Sanders suggests, and we, I mean, $15 minimum wage, that seems to be the normal now. People understand that's, that's normal, unless you're in a red state where they treat you like shit, and I guess the people in those red states enjoy being treated like shit, so they keep voting for these right-wingers. Uh, who who simply I I I don't know they they must enjoy the anger tainment that's it because they're certainly not getting anything else from them they're not getting decency they're not getting the uh, policy that will help their communities uh, as evidenced by the fact that when Democrats pass 
bills like infrastructure bills that fund projects that the senators and representatives of those communities vote against, these senators and representatives are more than happy to attend the ribbon cutting ceremonies um, that, that, you know, for the, for the projects that they voted against. Okay. So they want all of the benefits that we, that we work so hard to, to fight for, for a decent life or in this blip of time. And, uh, but you know, they just don't want, they, they, they want the freedom to, to be, you know, to get, to bash gays. That's really what it's about. They, what they have the, they want the freedom to hate and to kick down on immigrants or kick down on trans people. That's all it's about. That's what they get in return. You know, they get the, they get the anger tainment. They get the, um, like, they get the satisfaction, whatever the sick satisfaction might be, of, of watching Greg Abbott, I don't know, let, let a mother and, and two children drown in the Rio Grande River, right? And then go, him go on their cesspool propaganda channels and say, well, we really we would shoot these people dead, except the Biden administration would prosecute us for murder. And he says that as if that's such a that's so woke, that's so outrageous for the Biden administration to prosecute somebody for murder. He's like, oh. The- <laughs> The Biden administration would prosecute us for murder if we shot migrants crossing the Rio Grande and murdered them. Yeah, because you know why they would do that? Because that's called murder. And it's kind of universally reviled. It's kind of known that, you know, murder's not good. We don't like murder. It doesn't make you tough, Greg Abbott. It makes you a whiny little bitch. No offense to bitches. I don't like whiny bitches, but you know, bitches I can I can get down with. But and speaking of whiny little bitches, Trump took us all that time. See, it is a terror buster. Trump goes on a tirade. What else is new? What else is new? How much longer? I mean, <clears throat> I was going to ask JD, what what are they saying in England about this dirtbag? How is the is the media in England reporting how this filthy embarrassment behaves in the courtroom? Which is really a it's another insult to everyone who ever died for this country. Everyone who ever put their their last measure of devotion they left it on the battlefield you know i know trump doesn't understand that uh, what's in it for them but for everyone who ever died for this country trump is wiping his ass with their sacrifices because they guess what they died for the government 
of this country, the system of government that includes the nation of laws, that includes the checks and balances, and includes the fact that no one supposedly is above the law. Although, as we've seen with Trump's antics, I guess uh, the law is uh, incredibly tolerant of some of us. If we are the if we played the president and we're the so-called president, despite receiving fewer votes. Yeah, he wanted to get uh, tossed, as Kathy says on the chat. He want hey, that's why he behaves that way. Well, in, in case you missed it, let's just go through the play by play. So, according to the inner city press. He who was in the courtroom. Let me see. Where is it? <clears throat> I'll show you what I'm looking at. Let me see. Inner city. Mm -mm. Wait a minute. Chrome. I got to fix this damn audio interface. Okay, so courtroom clashes. In the second trial with E. Jean Carroll, judge says Trump can forfeit presence by noise, adm admonishes Alina Haba, who is a joke. I, I mean, you get what you pay for. She, she's, a, she's, a, she's a joke. Oops, wrong button. She doesn't know how to behave. She doesn't know how to act in a courtroom. Hey, what are you doing here? Why is it doing that? Hold on. Why does it do that? Let's change the screen. Thank you for bearing with me. Is, uh, are you able to hear me? I'm not talking into the mic. All right. Inner city press. So, wait. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. I was, let me see. Where is it? I had a list. I had a list. I had a list when I came in. And I will have a list when I leave. I need a producer. Okay, so. Donald Trump, Donald effing Trump, not the president, in the, at the defamation trial, the judge threatened to expel the stupid, scummy, parasite, national security threat after he ignored warnings to stay quiet. So while E. Jean Carroll was testifying, going through, you know, her life after being attacked by the someone who's supposed to be the most powerful man in the world, can you imagine? Yeah, that's who they are. That's Republicans for you. They kiss up and kick down. They only attack those who can't fight back or who won't, or, or who don't have the resources to fight back. Uh, that's what he did his whole life. He stole from people who didn't have the resources 
to sue his ass. He would make contracts with people, and then when they did jobs for him, he'd just give him what you know, give him a quarter of what we what the contract says, and he'll just say, "Oh, I didn't like your work." He's a grifter. Because they knew that small business people, they don't have the means to defend, to go in uh, file lawsuits. I should say they don't have the means to go file suits and take him to court. They just got to eat the loss. Live and learn. And people lived and learned not to lend money to Trump because he's a scumbag. That's another, you know, and they learned not to work for Trump because when he. When he gets out scot-free, when he leaves, he's like the bag man. He gets, he takes off and uh, everyone else is holding the bag. Everyone else is just standing there with, you know, with their uh, dicks in their hands. Like, what the hell was that? Oh, and uh, you see syphilis is trending because Trump has contact syphilis or so it's called. On his hands. See that? Yeah, I looked this up. Syphilis. Let me see. Syphilis. On hands. I, I know I spelled that wrong. It's, there is, it is a thing. It's a rash. Character, secondary syphilis may appear on uh, as rough red or reddish brown spots on the palms of the hands and the bottoms of the feet. What does that look like? Anybody? Yeah, people were wondering about, you know, old syphilis hands. Well, I, we should just call them old syphilis, like some of the, the presidents. I mean, he was the president despite receiving fewer votes. Like some were old, you know, old, uh, old reliable, old Ironside. He's old syphilis. He's just syphilis. Old syphilis hands. That's something up with that. He's got one there, one on the tip of his finger, one on the palm, one on the thumb. That's syphilis. He's got it. And we spotted it. Yeah, it looks like and uh, this person, Scary Larry, writes, in, an, in, another, in yet another parallel with Hitler, it looks like Trump has syphilis. Left untreated, it could become tertiary syphilis, leading to dementia and problems controlling muscle movements. Oh, pretty please. Can I see this? Which is blatantly obvious, I mean legally and peacefully. It's blatantly obvious when you see him teetering over and spewing his incoherent word salad. Yeah, now, let me play the game, of course. What if Joe Biden had marks on his hands like that? Oh, beyond, it would be the top news on Fox, on fake news, right? Dirt bag. Look at his dirty, dirty face. Dirty. Dirty, syphilis hands. Of course he's got syphilis. I just hope he wore, I mean, did he wear a condom with, with uh, Stormy? 
Probably. But. Yeah, he's a, I can imagine. You think he's a responsible partner who hasn't engaged in all kinds of, you know, you as what I'm saying is like, you don't think he's paid for sex? Of course he has. You don't know who he's dealing with. He's, it's not out of the ordinary, right? To imagine him getting some, you know, sex worker who's not up on her shots or something. And he wouldn't care. What does he care? He's probably had syphilis his whole life, like Al Capone. He loves Al Capone. He's praising Al, Al Capone as if nobody knew who Al Capone was. He's like, you know Al Capone. I love how that's what Trump does. He he thinks that we're all, because he's a sociopath, you see. He's a, well, malignant narcissist. And he thinks that, you know, because he's the center of the universe, that we are, we are all, like, he, if he knows something, if he learns something uh, because he's an ignorant cuss, then uh, we must all have been ignorant about it. Like Lincoln, not everybody knows. Did you, did you know that Lincoln was a Republican? A lot of people don't know that. People don't know that. As if he's imparting some, some wisdom on us. A lot of people don't know. So let's see. Well, who is this? You're getting in the documents. In. Is this the comment? Uh, is this the guy? The guy? There's Eugene Carroll coming out of court. Miss Carroll, would you like to comment on today's proceedings? Carroll, how are you feeling today? American hero. If I was there, that's what I would say. Hero! You get him! You get him, girl! <laughs> day, day, day two here at the Southern District of New York Courthouse of the second trial, Carroll versus Trump. Today, things got pretty spicy. Um, at times, between the judge and Trump, in which Judge Kaplan told Donald Trump to uh, stop speaking so loudly to Haber that the jury could hear it, saying things like, this is a witch hunt. But mostly it was Judge Kaplan repeatedly what a bore. striking down Haba, saying, no, no, you're getting in the documents in wrong. No, we're not going to put up but with this. she doesn't know what she's Things doing. Things seem to be reaching to a crescendo, and then at 4.30 they ended. Now, people will read it in all different ways. Um, is the judge letting it all hang out? How does it compare to Engeron? How does There was a motion because one of Carol's lawyers, Sean Crowley, was a law clerk of uh, Judge Kaplan, according to Mr. Medeo. Uh Motion for mistrial denied. <laughs> Everything is being denied, but we're going to continue on the case. InnerCityPress.com. You can check it out. So, oh gosh. He, apparently, he was he as this this person, Inner City Press, reported. He was saying things loudly so the jury could hear him saying she's lying. She's lying when he's she's on the stand. It's already been decided. It's been adjudicated by a jury of his peers, by American citizens, just like other trials, like the 91 indictments were all the result, not of Joe Biden, 
not of Joe Biden's Justice Department, but of our fellow Americans seeing the evidence from both sides and uh, leveling an indictment, leveling these indictments on him. It's not Joe Biden didn't do that. Our fellow Americans did that. They know he's a he's a dirtbag. Yes, not peers exactly, Jim on the chat. Not peers, his betters. That's right. So let me see. Vlog. This the vlog. Oh, it's a book. It's a book. All right. He's a, he's such a victim. And the other thing I have to say that when um you know his his uh his stupid lawyer and she is a stupid. She let me see Alina Haba. She puts on a show. Of course, they all this is how pathetic they are, isn't it? Isn't it embarrassing? Do they have any dignity? But it's embarrassing. I get embarrassed for them as they're kissing Trump's ass and the way they have to pretend. Oh, it's such a witch hunt. It's such a witch hunt. And they all know it's not a witch hunt, honey. There are a lot of witches in this witch hunt. A lot of witches coming out of the woodwork if this is a witch hunt. So where is it? Alina Haba. I'm sure you saw her comment outside the uh, the courtroom on a no. Yet, I, I mean, I'm losing track of all of his trials. I made this little video. I'll put I put it up on the Tarabuster channel. But organization <laughs> and every employee of the Trump Organization, which has single-handedly changed the New York skyline, including the building we are in today. These are special properties. Real estate is an art, not a science. But you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Is she full of shit or what? It is, they are so bad at, at acting. They're so bad. You know what else is an art? You know what else? Real estate is an art. Real estate is an art. No, it's, uh, you know, it's not an art. It's not a matter of manipulating. Oh, because I think, therefore I am. I think my apartment is you know, a thousand feet bigger than what it is. I think. It's in my mind. Sometimes it's bigger. Sometimes it's smaller. I don't know. It's just square footage. It's an art. Sometimes I got to put my glasses on to see it. And then it's, it's a lot. There's more. There's so much more footage. And then when I, I, I turn around, suddenly when, I got, when the bills are coming, there's, it shrinks. It's so weird like that. Political motivated individuals. She's using this motivated. to paint a canvas. That Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him he in is. the polls. 
because they can't. Well, the fact is here, the, the reason she's going on with this, this faux rage, uh, it's another reason it's so, it's so tedious is that he's already been beaten. The case she's talking about here is the fraud trial. The case we were just discussing where he's banging the table. He might as well be throwing his SpaghettiOs around as a baby does. Uh, but that's the E. Jean Carroll rape case. He's already been found guilty of this rape. He's a convicted rapist. He's, and this one, he's already been found guilty of being a fraudster. He is a fraudster. It's not, and so the, the just that she's saying the way she's saying it, that you know, wait, that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. Is, that in itself is bullshit. She's giving the impression that this is some kind of trial and they're, they're being picked on. The trial's over, Booby. You'd know that if you were, uh, if you weren't. I mean, what kind of lawyer was she before? She really had no experience. I mean, but you get what you pay for. He likes the way she looks. That's all it's about. That's why she wears her low-cut tops when she does these media hits. You can see her, her big boobs and her cleavage. That's all that matters to him. Does she look like a lawyer that he wants to bang? Does she make him look good on his on uh, walking in? And she's got to put on a show. That's why the the judge today was admonishing her left and right because she doesn't know how to behave. She's not a lawyer. She has no experience. She's making a fool of herself. She is debasing herself. And good luck with that, honey, because you know that Trump will always leave you out. He'll leave you behind. You'll be under the bus next. They can't beat him in the polls, so she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. And well, now today, before. after 11... She won before. It doesn't matter. And she'll win again. It's like enough pretending that this is somehow a a case that's in progress, he's been found to be a fraudster. He's a fraudster. And then, and if you think that, you know, this supposed real estate, you know, genius, who he's not, of course, but if you think that he's such a genius, he doesn't know the square footage of his own apartment, he doesn't know. Sometimes it gets bigger. Sometimes it gets smaller. And he could say all he wants, that it's the accountant's fault, everybody's fault. It's the fault of the appraiser. It's the accountant's fault. That's a, that's a narcissist for you. That's a malignant narcissist. And th it's nobody's fault that his apartment gets bigger when he wants a loan and smaller when he has to pay his taxes. That's all him, Bubby. So give me a break. Two weeks after three years, we have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump organization committed no wrong. You're not the one concluding. 
after three years, we have concluded. Listen, bitch. After how it's three three years. If is it is it three? It feels like twenty. You know, I'm only fifteen years old. Look at me. That's how it feels. You know, in the there's all the jokes about how presidents leave office with you know looking ten years older, and that's the way the American people look. He he hasn't changed at all. Yet, you know, we look like we've aged a thousand years. The rest of us, we've already. What is it? She's saying we've already won. You've lost, and then they and then they cry. Oh, I couldn't get a jury. They wanted it. Well, then you should have checked the box, bitch. That's all you. Oh no, it's not Joe Biden and come in and check the box and say that you wanted the judge to hear it. That's what happened. He, she, his crack legal team said they wanted this to be adjudicated by the judge, not a jury. And then it's like, we wanted a jury. And then if, when they lose, uh, as they do, because they're losers who are criminals, it'll be, oh, I wanted a judge. I wanted a jury. I wanted a judge. Which one I want now? I don't know. Which one is the which and which one? We have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong, and the kids have the been kids. dragged in just like the other defendants, and it is wrong. America the needs kids. to step up, and there's only one person who can do that. America needs to step up. The kids. We have we have concluded. That Trump did no wrong, and um, and the kids, the yeah, the forty-year-old kids. Let's see how old are Donald. Yeah, they're such innocent babes, and that's what I'm talking about. They're they might have the emotional age of kids, but their their actual age. Uh, you know, they're well above the legal drinking age. Uh, Baron, let's see, how old are they? Oh, fucking, you know, I'm asking the AI, just give me a list. The, he's, it's giving me the years they were born. I said, how old are they? I'm so sick of arguing with the AI. Okay, Donald Trump Jr. is 44. Ivanka Trump, it says no specific age was provided. Well, she's a woman. I, you know, she's hiding her age like you should as a woman. Because no, who wants, no man wants you on their arm as you get older, as you make the mistake of waking up every day. Tiffany is 28. Baron is 16. How old is Eric? It's not even saying. He doesn't count, I guess. He's like the, uh, he's the rest. He was born on January 6, 1984. Who 
Who cares? Anyway, how old does that make him? Fucking don't give me the years, bitch. He's 40. And the kids have been dragged in just like the other. The kids they committed no wrong. Let, let, I'm sorry, I have to hear this from this part. Individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. He be, he painted his own canvas, dummy. They can't beat him in the polls, so she ran on Trump because that was the only way she could win. That was the only and way. Now today, to my after anger. 11 weeks, after three years, we have concluded you have? that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump organization <laughs> committed no wrong, well, and good the kids. Thing you concluded that. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the results of the trial. But okay, tell yourself whatever gets you through the night, honey. We have concluded, we, we, me, myself, and I, we, the royal we. Committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong, and the kids have been dragged in just like the other defendants. I love it. And it is wrong. America needs to step up, and there's only one person who can do that, my client, Donald Trump. Then she says, President Trump, because he, he, she, they're very triggered. Do you understand? They're triggered when people don't call him President Trump because he's a triggered little snowflake bitch. And uh, Alina Haba even mentioned that, saying that, um, you know, the, uh, yeah, uh, that he wasn't getting uh, as enough deference from the attorney general and the people in the court. They weren't calling him President Trump. They were calling him Mr. Trump. And then Alina Haba, because she's been trained well by her, I don't know, her con man daddy, that she goes on social media and she goes on Fox News to, to whine. It just kills them to call him President Trump. They all call him President Trump because he's a whiny, little, fragile bitch. No offense, you know, like I'm saying, two bitches. But let me see, let me see. So what else did he do? His antics. He uh, he was dis disruptive and confrontational because he's a baby. He banged on the table. What, what a, what a goddamn disgrace. Really. And th that's what I was saying earlier. Well, all day, that's all I could think. How much longer, really, how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to allow this con man to degrade this country, to disgrace this country? So let's see. The judge threatened to expel him after he ignored warnings to stay quiet. Trump could be heard making remarks to his lawyers, including, it's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. It really is a con job. Yeah, you're a con job. The kids. The judge warned Trump that his right to be present at the trial will be revoked if he continues to disrupt the proceedings. He's doing it because he knows that the corporate media is 
uh, up his ass. You know, if they could put a camera up his colon, they would do it. But he knows because you know what he's doing. He's stealing money from his PACs, from his political PACs and all the idiots who are sending him this con man, his socialist security, their socialist security money to uh, fight his legal battles. He's and he wants all that money. He doesn't want to buy ads. He doesn't want to, you know, use it for political purposes. He's going to use it to line his own pockets, as he's always done. He and and there he's has a long history of misappropriating campaign funds, of stealing from the suckers who are stupid enough to send him money. He doesn't even, he doesn't even make, he doesn't go, he doesn't even bother to go through the motions and set up a pack. He just says it. That's what we, it came out during the January 6th hearings that he, he, he fundraised off the insurrection saying, send your money to the Save America pack or whatever the fuck it was called. And, he didn't even set it up. He counted on the stupidity of the people who vote for him. And he, uh, I mean, it's not, it's a, it's the long history of Republicans misappropriating funds. That's booty. Let's see. He misappropriated funds. The attorney general office sued the foundation. Little. This is their charity, though. Their charity found that he can't have a charity because, uh, as was uh, that charity was also dissolved. It was this fake charity they they concocted um, that was described as little more than a checkbook for payments to not-for-profit from the Trump organization to the Trump organization. So he's like laundering money for himself through various front groups that he's setting up, like various LLCs for himself. That he, and, uh, yeah. Oh, God. God in heaven, why? What is this? What? When will it end? You know. And uh, it's not a hoax. It's not a fraud. Everything Trump is saying is either a confession or a projection. And as far as you know, they always talk about the Russia hoax, the Russia con- collusion hoax. Well, let's see. I just want to, because we brought it up, let me refresh everybody's memory that the Russia collusion bullshit is not a hoax, okay? When he says it's a witch hunt, it's like the Russia hoax. Uh, The fact is a Senate select committee, remember this? Bipartisan Senate committee got together and they investigated the 
interference, Russia interfering in the 2016 election. The Senate Select Committee on Intelligence released a report on Russia's attempt to sway the last election in Trump's favor, which confirms that the Rus- that this Russia gate is no hoax. The report provides a comprehensive presentation of the evidence in a matter of collusion that he says no collusion, no collusion. And it shows that, uh, let me see, in the evidence in the matter of collusion and shows which strands of speculation deserve to be buried. Yes, Russiagate was not a hoax. As there is an article from The Atlantic that details every, every tie So, the report re- exposes interaction, interactions and information exchanged between Russian at- intelligence and uh, the Trump campaign, okay? That there was a direct line between um, Russian intelligence officer Konstantin Kalimnik, remember him? And the then Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, they were in direct communication. Uh, The report reveals how the Trump campaign willingly engaged with Russian operatives implementing the influence effort. So they knew what they were up to, that Putin was unleashing his, his bots and his trolls into the American discourse as they are doing right now with the help of Elon Musk, man-child Musk, and all, and the right-wing, you know, traitor sphere of propaganda. And, yeah, now there's just simply worse checks and balances, worse than before, because we know about it now. Of course that's what the Russians do. Of course they do it. Why wouldn't they? And the the Republicans are so stupid, they fall for it every time. They set up Facebook groups. They have these idiots showing up to protests organized directly from the Moscow intelligence offices under the banner of some bullshit Trump Facebook page. And then these idiots show up. Being manipulated, and when you and when they're told about it, we played the the um, the news report about this woman who was like, "Get out of here! You're fake news." When the uh when the reporter told her, the, um you know your your Facebook group is 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 fake. It's created by Russian intelligence. And you're, you know, they're organizing, they're organizing events for you. And she's like, get out of here. You're fake news. I wish I could find that. Anyway, whatever. Um, the report provides significant evidence that the Trump campaign associates coordinated with, cooperated with, encouraged, or gave support to the Russia slash WikiLeaks election interference activity. The evidence of collusion has either already been exposed 
as, uh, for example, Trump officials taking a meeting with Russian agent Vladimir Putin's, with a Russian aide, excuse me, let me say this. Trump officials taking a meeting with a Russian agent offering Vladimir Putin's help with the campaign. Or happened right in front of our eyes, meaning the time when Trump said, Russia, if you're listening, I want you to find all this evidence, right? So, therefore, the evidence for Trump-Russia collusion is based on factual reports and investigations that provide significant evidence of collusion. So, come on. You know, that five-second or whatever, uh, 35-second maybe um, explanation of this, of the lie that, that Trump keeps repeating, Russia hoax, Russia hoax. Russia hoax. That's a deliberate attempt to whitewash and shove this down the memory hall. The fact that he's a traitor. Uh, every way you look, he's a traitor. So I just did that. The corporate media is good at saying the when they bring up the big lie, they say, you know, Trump again said this the election was stolen when it wasn't. They'll always qualify it. But they never, uh, when he goes on about the Russia hoax, they never qualify. They, they never say the Russia investigation was not a hoax. Russiagate is not a hoax. There are a lot of people in prison right now for a hoax. A lot of witches in the witch hunt. So it's unbelievable. And then the other thing, uh, and uh, kind of along the same lines, how the as they're doing these caucuses, which drives me up a wall, like who cares? Iowa, first in the nation. Why are you first? Because what, you're living in, uh, in, the, uh, in some, like, uh, cornfield? Because I heard somebody, uh, one of the corporate media pundits saying, there's no more American place than Iowa. Yeah, yeah, really? No more America. I, I mean, what about New York? I don't know. We got the Statue of Liberty right there. We got the melting pot. We got art, museums. We got people coming from all over the world that want to come to New York. They want to see. They want to see the skyline of Manhattan with their own eyes. Nobody wants to go fly to see the, the see the uh, you know the moon over the meth lab in Iowa. Nothing more American. I'm so sick. Aren't you sick of that too? Of these, uh, uh, well, Republicans do it all the time, saying this is real America. Real America. Nothing gets more American than this. Well, nothing's more American than, I guess, d needlessly dying without health care. Nothing more American than that. It's true. There really is nothing more American than that, because since we're the only country on Earth that doesn't have health care as a right, nothing more American than not having a day off. Nothing more American than not having any guaranteed sick leave or vacation time 
Nothing more American than that. Right, Budica? Me this booty. Give me this booty. I know you don't like it. You don't like it. You want to be free. You will. You will be free as soon as I give you a booty. All right. You go. You go, booty. Go, booty, go. Go, booty, go. Oops, wrong camera. Go, booty, go. Sitting in my lap. I was trying to get my. I don't know what happened to my iPhone camera. It disappeared. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Go, booty, go. Go, booty, go. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. It's probably very annoying to people. I apologize. I apologize. Sometimes I can't help it. <clears throat> so, okay. What else? We got some stories. We got more stories. Booty is on my lap. I wish I could show you. I'm afraid to move the camera. <clears throat> All right, Buddha, get down. Come on, Buddha. Booty boo. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so the judge said you just can't control yourself. And, it, you know, he's a child. King baby. I would love it, Trump responded, taunting the judge. Yeah, you would, because you would cry victim. What a victim. Is there anybody more victimized than, than the, the, the Republican Party and their standard bearer? Can it, how, do they, how do they live in a world where they're so persecuted? How do they handle it? I mean, there's such profiles in courage, aren't they? The way they they stand up to all the oppression that they're experiencing when people want them to not lie on their tax returns. They're, they're just so put upon the way that we want them to want their standard bearer not to keep classified documents in the shitter. Who among us would it would be similarly treated with such cruelty if we had our documents in the shitter? I mean, my God, how does he stand it? He's like Jesus that way turn the other cheek no he gets up on the cross uh, as for tan turn the other cheek he's he's so jesusy the way he's like if someone hits me i hit him 10 times harder that because that's what jesus would do but they all they make excuses for him in fact i heard i mean we've heard this before they call him david like he's king david in the Bible. That's what they say. Well, King David was flawed and everything. And look what all the good he did. What good? See, they think making women die in back alleys is good. 
because the Democrats don't listen to my show on uh, the 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 Democrats in the halls of power, and they don't they never counteract with the fact that that criminalizing abortion doesn't reduce the abortion rate. I really wish they would. I mean, how, how doesn't that, wouldn't that just shut them up immediately when they're like pro-life, pro-life? The Democrats would say, well, you're not pro-life because criminalizing the abortion rate does not reduce the abortion rate. It simply kills women. It makes it unsafe. So that's why it was decriminalized. That's why women had a right to an abortion, because it's health care. And if you were really pro-life, you would support the policies that actually reduce the abortion rate, which you uh, constantly vote against. Wouldn't, I mean, what is wrong with the Democrats that they don't say that, that the the fact that the American people don't say like right off the top of their heads when a, when a Republican, when he, when they say I'm pro-life, that it isn't immediately followed by you're not pro-life because if, because criminalizing abortions only kills women. It doesn't reduce the abortion rate. And in fact, the abortion rate in America has shown, this is historically, to decrease under Democratic presidents and policies. And this is according to data from the CDC. The abortion rate decreased 24% under the Obama administration. You know why? Because of expanded health care, sex ed, education and uh, economic policies that if somebody finds themselves pregnant by accident or whatever, they, they have options. And then, you know, as far as abortions uh, later in, uh, in a term, somebody, if, if you get to a point where you need a late-term abortion, it's because... There's something wrong. Your life is in danger. That the 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 fetus isn't viable. The fetus is sick. It's not going to survive. And that's why women have abortions at late in pregnancy. And the fact that the that Democrats don't counteract with that makes me sick. And the other thing that they need to say is when they talk about pro life and how women uh, or or how uh, nine weeks is great and that the they need um, you know Democrats want uh, abortion right up to birth and all that the Democrats need to counteract with the fact that you know just saying that is insulting to women because what they're saying is that women are evil you know they can't be controlled i mean uh, with, they can't be trusted with their own bodies you see cuz a woman if it wasn't criminalized they in the ninth month might go into a, a doctor and say get this get it out of me i just carried this this uh pregnancy to term and i'm i'm due to be induced tomorrow but you know what 
rip it out. I don't care. Uh, and that, I mean, nobody does that. That does not happen. So the fact that the Republicans spread that bullshit, just, it just, why can't I talk? It, it screams of misogyny. It betrays them as the misogynists they are. So, all right. Democrats, why? Why? Why don't you listen to me? If you're, the, the, the answer, I mean, if you want to put that in the elevator speech, is if you were, if you were actually pro-life, you'd vote Democratic because the abortion rate goes down. <clears throat> and all you do when you criminalize abortion is kill women in back alleys. Okay? Okay. Roger that. It's true. So as, um, you know, Nikki Haley, let's talk about her for a second, because this is uh, this is another thing that's driving me nuts. Effie with the stupid Iowa nonsense and that. And now I'm off to uh, Kentucky or where the fuck. I don't know. Um, I mean, is there any place more American? Yeah, right here, right here. Right here in Queens is the most culturally diverse neighborhood in the whole country. So I think that's pretty American. I mean, just giving these people this whole, like, real America shit. Enough is enough. Stop it with that. But, okay, so, you know, that Trump has already been found to be a sexual predator, a convicted rapist. And it's just now it's a matter of whether what 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 the cost is, how much, how much is it going to take to shut this con man's mouth, to shut this sexual predator's lie hole? How much? And so he's already been found to be a a rapist. He's already a jury of Americans. Saw the evidence. Listened to both sides. They listened to E. Jean Carroll. They listened to her friends that she she told. Contemporaneous uh, outcry. What do they call that? Immediate outcry witness. That's what she did. She talked to her friends. She said, "You only a uh, 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 Donald Trump just." raped me in the dressing room and the the her friends were like oh uh, let's go to the police and she said i can't the, he will bury me this will never it'll I, i'll never win he'll never it will ruin my entire life that's what happened he was she was afraid to report him and that's what he expected this is why he went around abusing women grabbing them by the pussy when they were just standing there and that's the truth that's what he did i told you that story about my friend who told me a story i know it's only anecdotal but she said she knew her friend from college she went to this ritzy hoity hoity High college. 
and she was in a sorority, and one of her friends came from big money in New York. She's still friends with her. They keep in touch on Facebook and all that. And when it all came out about Donald Trump's Access Hollywood tape, she said, uh, and we were discussing it, and she said that it's, you know, her friend said it happened to her. She was, and her husband used to socialize sometimes with the friggin' Trumps, Melania and, uh, and con man Parasite. You know, the orange tax sheet and grifter. And she said that she found herself, you know, they, they were together one night. Her, they were having a gathering. The Trumps were there. She was there with her husband. And um, for a moment, she found herself alone in the kitchen with Trump. And he pounced on her. And started grabbing her by the pussy. He just attacked her. That's what she said. Like, out of nowhere. There was no, like, wink, wink, or long gazing across a candlelight table. Or whatever the hell you straight people do. And she said that uh, Melania walked in the room, saw it, and... That was it. He pulled away and, you know, because she's, he walked in and uh, she just pretended she didn't see anything. And he, she was like, what the fuck? Like, let's get the fuck out of here. But the fact is, that's who, I mean, Melania is grateful for anybody who gives him attention. She should give Stormy Daniels, a, you know, a pat on the back. Like, thank you for keeping him away from me. And and basically, she said that that's the way it is. Like, Melania knows he's a, you know, of course she knows. She's a trophy wife. So, what does she care? And uh, she's happy, you know, she's got her son. She's got her mansions and whatnot. So, she's happy. Let him go and grab somebody by the pussy. I don't care. He's not grabbing mine. Like, you think that they get together, they're like, Melania, my dear. And she, he, she's like, you know, I don't know. What does she call them? Gold bars? No, I don't know. That's uh, Menendez. She calls them, you know, like pet names. Yes, my darling. And then they look each other in the eye. She probably squints because it hurts. And they make sweet, passionate love s- sweetly. And then they they just lay in bed dreaming and talking about all their hopes and dreams and inner whatever thoughts. You know, because they're in, so in love. And then they take their time. They walk on the beach. They they just love each other. So it's such a beautiful thing to see. Could you could you imagine it? <laughs> no, it's very unnatural. She's not a. I mean, they don't. They, I mean, please. 
apparently in the White House, they slept in separate rooms. So that says it all. She don't want to bang him. She didn't want to bang him when she banged him. And she's, she, I mean, she just let him get it over with. That's all he's capable of anyway. Are you kidding me? You think he's a, he's good in bed? Absolutely no chance. No chance in this world. Uh, first of all, we know because he was so, he was so eager to have the New York Post, you know, say best sex I ever had about him because he's inadequate. Who, who needs that? Who needs that kind of validation except somebody who is a fraud on every level and knows he sucks in bed? Why do you need that? Why are you so, so adamant about having that printed in the paper? Can you imagine? Why? You don't need to tell us. I mean, like there are some famous people that we we could tell. I mean, they're probably good in bed. Right? That because what does it take? You know, you gotta be a you can't be a selfish prick. You know what he does. He gets on top of her or behind her. And he sticks it in, and that's it. And then he moves it around, and then he's like, "Ooh, oh, I, do I have that video of him?" Oh, I wish I had it. Where he's like, "Oh, oh," where he's making uh, noises, like he's—I think he's—he's he's mocking somebody else having sex. And that's all we need to see. He's disgusting. Oh, yeah, here's... Uh, don't take my word for it. Physical attributes. Or lack of. <laughs> uh, you described his penis as smaller than average, but not freakishly small. Right. But you also said that he has a very unusual penis, mm -hmm. like a huge mushroom head, yes. like a toadstool. And you said in the book, <laughs> I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. Yeah, I ruined Mario. Do you know how much hate mail I got from Super Mario fans? <laughs> <laughs> so much. I single-handedly ruined mushroom farmers and Mario Kart fans <laughs> in one sentence. They were so angry. And I'll tell you that, like, that's one of the things that, that people sometimes give me shit about is, why did you body shame him? Why did you do that? And I would, that's not something I would normally do. You know what I mean? I only did it because he called me a liar. Hey, Mr. Trump, all you have to do to prove I'm lying right now, drop your pants. <laughs> prove that I'm lying. Prove I didn't see your dick. Right. He hasn't done it, has he? I don't think he will either. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. Okay, you said... uh it may have All been right. the least impressive sex I've ever had, but clearly he didn't share that opinion. Right. So he, he got off, basically. Yes. Okay. The least condoms? impressive no. she ever had, ever. And, and he, you know, as someone no who's condoms. doing porn and understands no fully condoms. the implication of STDs. I, I told you, I blacked out and he like was that. already in and, there. 
and, and plus you're talking about you were using condoms when you're actually yeah. shooting. So you of all people are Trust way me, more Daniel, educated than sweetheart. anyone else when it comes to mm-hmm. the dangers of that. Exactly. And you America's said, you know, I guess you didn't She's know. The and then Yeah, it was already almost over by the time I kind of was like, oh my God, this is really happy. Oh my God, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> you know, I didn't even have a condom on me. That's the other thing is if I was an escort or I was going up to expect that, I remember what purse I had. It was a little gold bag that matched my heels that had a chain and it did not have a condom in it. Like you don't go, I don't even go to dinner or like out without a condom on me now, just in case, you know, but it was, that's not what I was there for. Yeah. Okay. And then did you, especially because I am allergic to latex. So I always bring my own condoms because Mm. if I were to meet somebody and we were to hit it off and we want to go, chances are he wouldn't even have the right condom for me. So I always brought my own and I didn't have any with me. Like I didn't, it was not even in my realm of possibilities. And I fully admit that that was me being fucking naive and stupid. I admit it. Well, did you meet up with him again? Yes. Okay. And was this a time where you got a phone call from Hillary Clinton? Um, it was not the very next time. The, I think. So the, how, how many times did you guys meet up total? Four. Four times. Four. Over the course of how long? Ten-ish months. Okay, less than all, a year. All, all less than a year. Okay, within he the was same shoot, year. He yeah, was yeah. promising okay. all, her all, a role yeah. on the okay, Apprentice. I guess what, between those meetings, he's still stringing you along about the whole Apprentice thing? Yes. So... Um, I was traumatized, obviously. I mean, not as much as Mario fans, but you get the <laughs> idea. Um, I love her. But first of all, I didn't remember part of it. And I didn't even realize that I didn't remember it, you know. Um, but I didn't say no. I didn't realize that I had been. And I don't even I don't want to. I still don't feel like a victim. That's just giving the person power. Like, I just didn't really feel like it was whatever. I just was like, I did this and it's not going to be for nothing. I'm going to follow through. He kept dangling. I never called him. He always called me. I was like, I'm just going to make sure that I'm never alone. Mm. And I, and I wasn't, I was never alone with him again. Not once, you know, I always had somebody with me or right outside the door. And then one time I went to the Beverly Hills hotel, my publicist who at this point we had had started dating. I I was not dating anybody when I went to Tahoe. Um, was right outside the door and I also like told him I was on my I made a big show about pretending to be a, on my period and having cramps which I didn't but um anyway I was just I took precautions but I was not gonna let that opportunity go you know because then it would have really been for nothing <laughs> I love her America's sweetheart Stormy Daniels here listen here he is you want to get sick I'm sorry I have to do it. Wait, I gotta move this. I gotta move it. Mr. Ah. President, everybody is wrong. One, wrong. Looks down, she's true. He was just named female. Would not deal with arms that are thirty feet long. And a mother and father are screaming. You got it. You got it, darling. I'm so proud of my girl. Uh, 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 Isn't he a pig? No offense to pig. But it, when he mocks, when he acts out sex, let me see. There he is mocking somebody. Because that's all he can do. Kick down on uh, on people. 
Let me see. Trump moans. There we go. Oh, trans athletes. Yes, he did a disgusting trans, anti-trans, uh, you know, routine. Oh, oh, he's moaning. There was another one where he was like moaning. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Back to, uh, I'm sorry to do that to you guys. Isn't he vile? Yeah, he's got a mock hair. But whenever he does act out sex, it's always like, oh, oh, yeah. what is what is with this? He's always got his arms up like that, which makes you confused. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing back there? <laughs> yes, I, w- I, I feel bad, Elise. Yes, I don't want to call him a pig. Pigs are smarter, more attractive, and smell better, as Elise says on the chat. Yes, they're charming, they're intelligent, and they would never be so vile as he is. And they have contributed so much to humanity. They're not just the giving their very lives for human sustenance, but in the realm of medicine medical advancements yeah we're very close to uh pigs as physiologically and they are used for a lot of you know experimenting or whatever even though you know in the back in the day but pigs to call him a pig is to give him a give him a promotion So back in the trial, the judge warned Trump that his right to be present at the trial will be revoked. And he was like, yeah, bring it on. E. Jean Carroll displayed solemnity while Trump exhibited flippancy. I can't talk. Trump exhibited flippancy and and volatility during the trial with his proneness to childish outbursts of anger. What a what a disgusting, filthy, ugh, parasite! And then they're saying, "Oh, he won in Iowa. He won." Well, you know what? He won. He didn't win. What did he win? Last time in when you know this bullshit process took place, he won like over ninety percent of the vote. Okay, in general, of all the candidates, because all of these. Uh, you know, real Americans, they, they're not real Americans. They like fascism. They like a con man who treats people like shit. They like a kiss-up, kick-down fraudster as long as, you know, who he's as racist as they are. So this time, I think there was, how many people? I, I saw this. Uh, let's see. Pres- because there was a snowstorm. And it, he only received 50% of the vote. 50% of the electorate voted for him. So, he, oh, he's like, he won. He, it was a blowout. Well, over half, uh, you know, as opposed to the last time, over half of these morons who show up for this, this Republican clown show, this, this rotting corpse of a party, they... Uh, 
less. I mean, you lost fifty percent of them, Donald. It don't bode well. Thankfully, oh, it's so tiring beating fascism every day. Oh, constantly beating fascism. Now we gotta beat fascism again. Can we just stop? Well, and then I was going on about Nikki Haley. She's another one. So there, see, as it happens all the time in the Republican, you know, rotting corpse of a party, in the when the, as they try to find somebody to lead them, you're not going to find anybody. I'm telling you, Republicans, give it up. You don't need anybody. You should just have some, just have a generic cutout of a human. Make it gender neutral. It doesn't, whoever it is, it's, it matters not because you're not, you're not looking for a leader. You're looking for a, a mouthpiece that will spew your bullshit. And kiss up on the rich, kick down on the poor, try to cut Social Security. You know, it's all about tax cuts and deregulation. That's it. That's all you got. And racism, of course. You know, racism, anti-trans, anti-gay, anti, you know, outside group. And, I mean, we go through this all the time these these uh shining lights i was gonna say city on the hill <laughs> may, may may as well be they're just they're they're johnny bravos of the moment they're their flavor of the month and we've been through this flavor of the minute and it was ron DeSantis not too long ago it was um R- marco rubio was going to save the Republican Party. Remember that? He was their new guy. He was their new up-and-coming young guns. And Chris Christie at one time, he was in the forefront. He was, you know, a new kind of Republican. Yeah, real, real courageous Republican. That I love the way he used to go out on the Jersey Shore boardwalk with his press people filming everything while he walked around eating junk food and yelling at people. That's what he did. And he would put it on his social media site. Oh, here's Chris Christie yelling at, um, you know, a 78-year-old retired teacher. Because, you know, unions suck and they hate the teachers' union most of all because teachers are, uh, the teachers' union uh, you know, it's one of the pillars of democracy to have an educated populace, and they hate that. So they want to destroy unions and the teachers' union. They want to kick the legs right out of the pillars of democracy. They want to knock that shit right over. So they that's why they go after teachers. You know, and they're saying, oh, you're indoctrinating, indoctrinating our kids. What, with facts? and math and history and what are we in indecency just 
teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, which books are we going to read? Because you don't want to read books. You know, even the dictionary's out of bounds now. So, but that's what Chris Christie used to do because he's a, yeah, he was one of their up-and-coming stars, even though that's all he did was yell at people, yell at teachers' unions, you know, people who didn't have power. But, and I specifically remember i don't know if you remember when when he was the governor he was he was just a complete asshole you know shutting down the george washington bridge and all that right we remember that uh there's going to be some traffic problems in fort lee famous right um and so he said something i don't remember exactly at the time um what he said he said something about um is like that had to do with Israel and he but he phrased it wrong phrased it in a way that was like pro Palestinian if i remember correct i don't remember exactly what he said and i i think i don't know it pissed off Sheldon Adelson let's put it that way and Chris Christie got on a plane in the middle of the night and went to Las Vegas specifically, you know, with the sole purpose, while he was governor of New Jersey, the sole purpose of kissing Sheldon Adelson's ass, begging his forgiveness, begging his forgiveness. Yeah, but you notice that's how they treat billionaires. That's how they treat their big money benefactors. When it comes to the voters, the working class, the people who make this world go round, the teachers who impart wisdom on our youth so we don't have to live in a nation of dullards, in a nation of Trump that we live in an educated nation that shares a common story, right? That shares the common understanding of what it mean, what it is to live in a democracy what how out of the ordinary that is in human history and how that needs to be cherished and cultivated and then you know that they're they're uh they're you know uh taught how to think critically that's what happens when you learn and you when you learn things and you read books that you might not have read on your own, but then they're assigned to you, so you read it and then you have a discussion about it. And you might even learn, like, wow, I like reading. I like seeing the world. There's such this big, amazing world through others other people's eyes. There are so many American experiences. It's not just, you know, the real Americans in Iowa who they like, you know, they like Trump. They just wish he would shut up. That's what they keep saying. Oh, I wish he would. I just wish he would stop. I wish he would stop. Like back in the day, they would say, I wish he would stop tweeting. Why? Because, oh, they like his policies. What fucking policies? Excuse my language, but it's after 11. And what policies? The only thing he ever did was 
pass a tax cut for the, that 87% of which went to the top 1%. He came into, a, into office in a time where income inequality was worse than in, the, than in America than it is in the Roman Empire. And he said, you know what? I'm going to make that income inequality and upward immobility worse by funneling even more money to the top, by robbing more money from the working class to the top and giving it to the 1%. My my pals. And he even said, well, he wants them. That They're not his pals. They think he's a joke. They always thought he was a joke. And But he wants so badly to be accepted by them. So he goes, he even said it recently. He was talking to a bunch of rich fuckers. And he was like, I'm going to lower your taxes. Oh, yeah, you just, you wait. Get me in office. I'm going to lower your taxes. That's all that matters to them, right? Another zero on the bank account. Another, you know, dollar you'll never spend. Another dollar, if the Republicans have their way, you'll be able to pass on to your undeserving heirs tax-free as you, as the Republicans reestablish an intergenerational aristocracy, the likes of which the founders you know, fought a revolution and overthrew. So they're, you know, they're rolling back the American Revolution. So anyway, so they had, who who was the Republican flavors of the month? Let's see. Republican uh, flavors of the month. Let's see what, what the... AI comes up with. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Marco Rubio. Chris Christie. Oh, Bobby Jindal. Right? She was one. I mean, he was one. Who else? List. Let me see. List. All the um, Republican um, rising stars? I don't know. That the, and there were others. There's so many. Uh, Joni Ernst. That was one, like a hot, hot minute. The Republican Party pushed. To the forefront as a potential candidate. Let's see what it says. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Remember? Oh, here we go. Yes. Marco Rubio, Bobby Jindal, Ben Sass. Yeah. Remember him? Where is he? He's he was their flavor. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley. Also, she's on the list, but Scott Walker. Remember him? He was going to be, he's a potential president. We kept hearing because he, you know, he hated unions. 
He kicked down on the union, so that's all you need. And he kissed up to the rich. He made everything worse. But the but Nikki Haley is the worst, frankly. She really is. I don't know. I don't get it. But I don't have to get it. I don't get Trump. These people are sick, and they're looking for their flavors of the month. But the but they they for some reason because. You know what it is? It's just a, it's a game of, yeah, who, it's really like a game of survivor for these people. And they all suck. They all equally suck and have nothing to offer, but a, I don't know, but, but the end of social security and the end of decency, dignity, democracy, and, uh, you know, and our reputation. And, yeah, uh, she came in third place in Iowa, and she was like, we won. They were all saying that. You know, Trump's like, I won. Then DeSantis said, yeah, we really hit it out of the park. (laughs) And then Nikki Haley's like, we're on to the next. We won, everybody. We won. She went, uh, well, I think it was... uh, DeSantis went to every county. They don't like you, buddy. Guess what? You're not going to be president. Thank God. He would never be president. He's a horrible person. Look at his stupid head. His stupid bobblehead. Bobblehead aside, he's a terrible, he's just a terrible person. And, you know, he has Nazi, like, he doesn't care. He likes Nazis. And, you know, he says nothing about the Nazis outside Disney. I mean, what what idiot goes on to war against the Disney Corporation? One of the largest employers in your state. He's like, oh, and the other thing that it gets on my nerves about him, I, I, his voice. I hate his voice. Not that I'm a chorus of angels over here, but he's got something. His, the just the... T- the tone in his voice and his up, he's constantly up speak, up talk. I hate that. The up talk. He's like, just because you, uh, you think you're woke. Like he's always got this up talk shit going on. I don't know what it is, but it, it's, it's grating on my spine. And yes, and just because, like, I don't know what it is. It's the tone. It's the. But anyway, back to Nikki Haley. She is a terrible. Not leader. She's not a leader. She. But they're like, I like Nikki Haley. Why? It's so baffling. You like absolute nothing people. Who you just like somebody who stands there and is like, what do you want me to say? She literally said that. What do you want me to say about slavery? I don't want you to say anything. I want you to say what you want to say. Let me be clear. And then she has, how do you, why do you have to go qualify your statements? Let me be clear about this. 
it is about slavery the next day, but it is about so much more. No, it wasn't. And we already went through. No, Nikki, it was about slavery. That's what happened. The, that's why the states seceded. And they, are, and they declared it in their secession documents. And we've read them. And they're disgusting. So, and why, um, and, you know, that's why we don't honor the Confederacy. They're a fucking bunch of traitors who fought for the worst possible cause of human bondage. I mean, what, uh, what? It's not, oh, heritage. That's our heritage. Well, your heritage is shit. Well, your heritage is a joke. You should be ashamed of your heritage. You know, it's like when you, some of these times, you ever see that show, uh, Who Do You Think You Are? <clears throat> and sometimes they'll have the, the person will go, it'll be, you know, some celebrity will fi- find out their, their very detailed ancestry. And sometimes it comes out like, wow, my great, 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 great uncle owned other human beings or, you know, did something fucked up. And you don't, you know, you don't like that. It's not like you don't put that on the wall and say, I'm just honoring my heritage. That's the that's the uh, uncle you leave in the you know you leave in the closet. You don't say, "Oh wow, you know what I went on." Uh, who do you think you are? And they did the very detailed genealogy, and I found out that you know Uncle Bob was a was a slaveholder, and look, I put him right here in the in a place of honor in my home because you know heritage. That's my heritage. And we should honor our heritage. Well, you should know. I mean, you should honor the, the, the positive things about your country and, and about humanity. That's why you don't put up statues to traitors, right? You know, you, want, you put up statues. You, you, you hand out honors and awards. You m- commemorate the decent things in life because you want more of that. You want more decency. You want, uh, you know, you don't um, uh, give out awards for being a selfish asshole, right? You're like, there'll be no statue of Ted Cruz with, uh, with one of those rolling um, luggage Thing, the you know, the luggage luggage case, there nobody's gonna put up a a statue to Cancun Cruz as he flees Texas in the middle of a of a power outage slash ice storm. Although I mean maybe I mean that's our heritage. You don't put that up there because that's a behavior that is uh you know you don't want you don't want to emulate you don't want to honor that 
what you would do if if somebody had some honor, you know, and courage, and they stayed around and they helped when the going got tough instead of getting on a plane and effing off to Cancun and then blaming your daughters on it, then you know what I mean? You don't you don't put um you you don't put up statues to people who are are horrible. Anyway, and uh, let me see, Cancun Steve. I'm looking him up. <laughs> looking at a picture. Hold on. I want to share the picture here. Can I download the picture? God damn it. Sometimes the, in- sometimes the internet cooperates. Sometimes it does not. Let me see. Images. There we go. On Cancun. <laughs> oh, Cancun cruise. Will you ever learn? Could you? Uh, this would be a great statue. Actually, let me see something here. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. But anyway, while I'm trying to do this, let's see what happens here. See what what the AI says about this. Let's see. All right. Let's see. Turn this. Turn this person. I don't think it'll work. Into a statue. It'll probably just give me a statue. I'm using the AI on Photoshop. Trying to make Cancun Cruise into a statue. Yeah, it didn't do it. I, you know, we're not going to be taken over by AI anytime soon. I wonder if I, anyway, <laughs> I'll do this later. I'm losing people. I'm losing you. We're almost done. I just want to play Nikki Haley, and then we'll call on a night, and I'll see. And we'll, I have more to do, but we'll do it on Friday. <clears throat> Listen to my voice. Uh, so here's so they asked of uh, so we know all all about Nikki Haley and her and racism, you know. I mean, and uh, yes, and and uh, slavery, right? We're not a first of all, she's says, what do you want me to say about slavery? Here's another thing that uh, that she's saying. You might have seen this. They asked her, is America a racist nation? Are you a racist party? Are you involved no, in a racist... She, excuse me. He, she was asked, is she involved in a racist party? Party. Is the Republican Party a racist party? Of course, it was a, you know, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha nose kind of question. I hate that. Oh, whenever they can't answer, like a a human, they're like, that's a gotcha question. Gotcha, I gotcha. Gotcha nose, you cutie. 
it's not a gotcha question. But it, that's, you know, they're just, they can't, uh, they can't compete. No, we're, we're not a racist country, Brian. Is this a racist party? It's not a racist country, Brian. Look at me. I, I, I'm, I'm indignant. I can't believe you asked. Brian? We're not a racist country. Pay no attention to the income gap, the, the, the family wealth of, of African-American families as opposed to white families. Pay, that doesn't mean anything. If African-American family wealth is $5,000 and uh, white family wealth is $100,000, that means that's just... We're not racist. It just means that black families are worth $5,000, Brian. Not, and white families are $100,000. Isn't that, that's, yeah, I said it on Fox News. And that's what we say on Fox News. But that's what, that's what they're trying to get us to ultimately. I, I wish. Somebody would bring that up with these with with these pricks. Why? Why don't they listen to me ever and take my advice and take it and ask these questions? Not, you know, the abortion thing. We have that nailed. That's how you that's how you counteract it. This bullshit about the we're not a racist nation. Ask them. Then watch them trip over themselves. When you say, well, if we're not a racist nation, why is it that the intergenerational wealth of black families is about 95% less than, black, uh, than white families? So can you explain that? Is, is it just that they're worth less? Is that what you're saying? That they, they simply work less. They work at the $5,000 range. And white families just work more. Or is there something in the system? Because it's not about people's hearts, what's in their hearts, what people feel. That has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter if somebody's a racist. As long as if the policies are, are, are good, and there aren't any, um, you know, built-in privileges or whatnot, which there are and were, then we should all be, be competing on a level playing field. But they never do. That's the thing. The, the rich, the, the big-money benefactors of the Republican Party, they don't want to you know, uh, pay their fair share or whatnot. So they're, that's what they're doing. They're pleasing these benefactors and basically promoting that it's not the system, Booby, it's you. And, but, that, you know, they have to have their bluff called. If, you know, put ask them. It's it's 
basically well, that's what they're saying. If there if there is if we're not a racist country. We're not talking about people. It's, it's that's the other thing that Republicans do. Oh, it, I'm not racist. My I we ran into racism. So if somebody some asshole called you a racist slur, that's not a policy. It doesn't matter. But if that racism is trans, you know, admitted or whatever is, uh, is the system is a reflection of that. That we we've, we've had pol- racist policies in this country for hundreds of years. So that has an effect, and it has an effect to this day because, you know, I I hear you know, forever white people are like i never held any slaves it's that's beside the point there's a there are policies in this country that created not you know the income gap the wealth gap between rich and poor but also the the gap of between you know black and white to say we're not a racist country. You know, she's so indignant about this bullshit. Are you a racist party? Yeah. Just listen to Nikki Haley deny the facts, the truth. This is a party of babies that can't, they're unfit. They're unfit to hold a leadership position in this country because we have problems to deal with, and they can't even fucking accept the problems. They don't even acknowledge these problems exist. It's like being in a alcoholic home, and everybody's in denial while daddy's laying on the floor drunk again. And uh, let's not talk about it. Daddy's not a drunk. He goes to work. Daddy's not drunk, right? I mean, and they nothing's gonna happen if nobody ever wakes up to the truth or the abuse. You know, you're living in an abusive relationship or something. It's not. He. It's just. He. He's. He's not abusive. He's just uh, high strung. I don't know. You know, make excuses. You're not even, you're not fit. These people are unfit. And yet, here's another example. Nikki Haley is so unfit to be president. It's so, it's like insulting that she's even trying. And that she's getting, and you know, to this place. The fact that she's a, of a, in a party of three now. Three possible choices. One of them's going to be effing Donald effing Trump. And this bitch, you know what's going to happen? He's going to pick her to be his VP. And she's going to say, oh, yes, Mr. President. Even though you're a traitor, you're unfit, you're a giant baby. You, uh, you know, right after you ha- you're in the midst of an insurrection, but right after the beer hall putsch, oh, I mean, January 7th, I mean, 7th, January 6th, Capitol insurrection riot, 
why did I say seven? Uh, you know, I was like, we were wrong to follow Donald Trump. We were wrong, except flip-flop. Were we wrong? Or now we're not wrong? It's We're not wrong now because, wait, are we wrong again? Or we're right now to follow him because he's only gotten worse. He's only getting worse, and it's not stopping. He's still lying about everything from his wealth to his weight to the election to everything from a to z he's a he is a relentless god he's like have it he is like syphilis himself and i mean there's got to be a cure for this but this Republican Party, they just, you know, don't. It's like they might as well. They are syphilis, you know, like Al Capone. He died. Uh, he ended up losing his mind at the end because he had syphilis that he never took care of. He he. Apparently, I don't know. I don't. I never had syphilis, and I don't have a, a penis. But apparently, he was like pissing. Plus, and and he did nothing about it. He was just like, eh, it'll go away. So, and well, it went away. It went right into his brain. So, I mean, we're not a racist nation. Are you two years old, Nikki? What is wrong with you? Why? Why can't these? Republicans face the truth. You know? Because the fact that they can't, it means there is no hope. There's no hope of change. There's no hope of becoming a more perfect union. There's no hope of having a unified country, being happy like having a, a country that like even lands on the list of happiest nations forget it forget about it and to say i mean what an insult it's not it's an insult to everything it's an insult to to everybody in this country and especially our black african you know our African American brother and sisters, our fellow Americans, who they are being yet again just symbolically annihilated, just not even acknowledged. It's incredible, and it's it's insulting. We should all be insulted. I'm insulted. I'm insulted that she thinks we're this stupid. That we're dumb, that we're all, I mean, that's the thing that they, that they forget about the, uh, about America. That we're not, I mean, frankly, the majority of this country is not as dumb as the people who vote for these Republicans. They forget that. Donald Trump lost. He's a loser. 
He is a loser. He's going to keep losing. He has lost in everything he ever did. He's just a good, he's good at grifting. And to say America's not a racist nation, what about slavery, Nikki? That's a fucking racist policy. Race-based slavery. And then after that, we had Jim Crow laws. That's our history. Did that happen or not, Nikki? Black, that we had the black codes. They, they were enacted after the Civil War, designed to restrict the freedom of African Americans and ensure that they were, of, you know, basically living as slave, as much in, in, in an indentured state. You know, if they couldn't be slaves, they were going to be a cheap-ass workforce, cheap labor. That's the Republican Party now, of today. Of course, back then it was the Democratic Party. I know that the Republicans are like, the Democrats, that, and in fact, in these um, scummy so-called history books that the Republicans are pushing, they are including, they're purposely including that the de- it was the Democratic Party that was the pro-slavery party. They have to put that out there as if, you know, because they're in, it also is uh, another example of how infantile they are, as if, well, that must mean they're the same. It's the Democratic Party that had that were the racists. So that means today it's the same name. Whatever you call it, you just got to call it the same name. And then it doesn't matter what's in it. It's just the name. So why don't you pick up a pick up some dog poo, put it on an ice cream cone and say, here, I got you some ice cream. Since it doesn't matter what's in it, it just matters what it's called. You know, put some poo-poo on an ice cream cone. It's ice cream. Right? It doesn't matter what the ingredients are, what it's made of, what it does, what it, how it affects you. It's ice cream. We call it ice cream. So... Yeah, and then there was housing segregation that at, at, at a federal, state, and local at and local level, there were housing policies, the Federal Housing Administration, and the state agencies, local agencies that mandated, literally mandated segregation. Redlining, remember that? This also led, you know, to inequality, upward immobility, keeping people in these, you know, in these tightly controlled areas known as ghettos. Here comes Junior, the producer. And, you know, and that's why we have like good schools and bad schools cuz those tightly controlled areas when you when you have p- 
poverty. You know, you deny resources, you deny uh, infrastructure. So the, it makes it harder to commute to jobs that might pay better. And you restrict access to education. And then you have these schools in these neighborhoods that are funded through property taxes. And because nobody's paying their, you know, they're not paying taxes because they're in poverty. So they have a shitty school. And then uh, it just continues. So they don't get educated and they're stuck in these communities that don't have lot of economic you know mobility or and they they're in a trap it's a trap built through policy so the fact that these infants this babyish this baby party of of authoritarian you know they want of big daddy lovers that's what they want they want a daddy that's why they want daddy to save them. They need a big daddy overlord because they're babies. I mean, a baby needs a daddy, right? Your baby, you need a mommy, you need a daddy. You need your baby. Help me, mommy. Help me, daddy. That's who they want. They are. That's why they have it. They are authoritarian because this, this complex world, there's so much, so much to do. And when you're a baby, you see things so very, in, you know, black and white. That's good. That's bad. Everything's good. America, wee, wee, red, white, and blue, black, uh, you know, uh, everything's black and white. Red, white, and blue. Eagles. Stars. That's what it means. Patriotism. But then you get older and you kind of figure out, well, it's a, there's a little bit more to it than that, isn't there? And, I mean, this country was so racist. We had so many racial policies that the Nazis, they looked to us for inspiration. And, in fact, they studied the Jim uh, Crow race-based laws and they would they pointed it out hey it's happening in america and we should look to america they uh so where is this they studied the eugenics laws yeah they used it as a model and uh specifically they pointed to mississippi yeah isn't that nice? Anti-Semitic Nazi policies that preceded the Holocaust were inspired in large part by segregationist laws practiced and passed in the United States. Isn't that amazing? And then you had, you know, and it's part of why we had, you know, the civil rights movement and, and all of the movements after the after uh, not not the Civil War, after World War Two, because what happened to a lot of black GIs was that they would go overseas and they they were like, "Holy shit, we're not treated like shit here. We can walk into stores. We're not. There's no segregation. We don't have to sit at 
you know, the back of the bus. And there was there were even um, doctrines or whatever you call it, orders from uh, the Americans not to be so nice to the to the African-American GIs because. You know, that might get them too uppity. Yeah, when Hitler in, was in prison, while in prison in 1924, for his January 6th, Adolf Hitler learned of the new U.S. immigration laws that created quotas. Oh, that's not racist, though. To limit immigrants, but only allowing the white countries to come in. The doc, it, it's, uh, it was called the Immigration Act of 1924. Incredible. So, yeah. Let's continue with Nikki. We've never been a racist country. Our goal is to make never sure that been. today is better than yesterday. Are we perfect? No. But our are goal we? Oh, Nikki, you are nailing it, girl. Our goal, we got to be better than yesterday, baby. You've come a long way, baby. You're white privilege, right? That's what Nancy May said. You got white privilege? Like, she's defining white privilege. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. White privilege is when you're the son of president and you go in front of a bunch of goons that want to manipulate your words behind closed doors and you sit there. That's white privilege. It's not everything else we've been talking about. It's not that doors open for some and closed for others. She's so tedious, you know? It's such a, she's such a child. But the what is so offensive is that she thinks we all are. We're as dumb as she is. What do you want me to say about racism? Oh, okay. We're not a racist nation. We're not. And you know what? I'm uh, I'm going to go the old, um, you know, life coach route. We got to be better today than we were yesterday. Are we perfect? No. Yeah, those Jim Crow laws, they weren't perfect, but they, they weren't racist. It was just that they weren't perfect. We want some perfect Jim Crow laws. It's such an embarrassment that people are even, you know, considering her. This she's not she's not presidential material. Was to always make sure we try and be more perfect every day that we can. We're making it. We're doing it after all. You know, like Mary Tyler Moore. Try and be more perfect every day that we try. Be more perfect. Try. We're not perfect. No, it wasn't perfect. We that, that we were trying by by making people. Some people were in. Some people are out. Ugh, even though she says I experienced racism growing up, she's supposed to be you know such a 
because she's, uh, you know, Indian. So we're supposed to be like, oh, wow. She really knows it all. She knows the, she knows oppression, doesn't she? God, I hate these people. But the other thing that she said, where is it? Mm, mm, mm. We're not racist. Oh, yeah, here's the thing. This is, we're going to wrap it up after this because it's almost midnight and I can barely talk. <laughs> I don't know why. I, it's just the way it is. I'm just trying to be better than I was yesterday and my voice is giving out. Feel about your party's front runner being held. This is another thing that makes me want to question why, why, why people don't you have any self-respect? So, of course, Donald Trump, like we were saying, he is a sexual predator. It's been decided already. He's been found guilty of being a sexual predator. And they asked Nikki about it. Feel about your party's front runner being held liable for sexual abuse? I mean, first of all, I haven't paid attention to his his cases, and I'm not a lawyer. All I know is that he's innocent until proven guilty. And hey, bitch, he's been proven guilty. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I I want to be the president, though. And all I know, I don't know what I don't know. Want to know? I don't want to know. I'm a woman. You could trust me. You know, I, I got a lot of word salad when it comes to women and how women are, you know, being oppressed. And uh, I know all about abortion. You know, I'm going to be the one that's going to bridge the gap. You know, these Democrats, they want women to have all these rights. I want them to have some rights, you know, abortions for some. and. Uh, rights for some you know as long as you're rich and white excuse me i mean the um not racist totally not racist me or country and i don't pay attention i'm not a i'm just a little uh i'm little old me trying to be this big old president of the big old states of not totally not racist america and I don't know. I took down the flag, the Confederate flag, because it hurt some people. Others, it was heritage. But then it, that heritage hurt some people. Yeah, as Stephanie on the chat says, I'm not a lawyer either, but I know the truth. I mean, you know, I don't pay attention to the news. I get my news from memes like the rest of the right wing. I, I am a proud graduate of meme university. LLC. I'm not a lawyer. All I know I is that he's lawyer. innocent until proven guilty. And when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You've got investigations what? on Trump and Biden. A lot of and, people. And Biden. It's the same thing. It's the both sides. That's what I'm talking about. You got to investigate. What, in, what investigation on Biden? He, he had some classified documents in his house, but 
first of all, they weren't in the shitter, and they weren't being withheld. They were found during an audit after the fact. You know, let's see. Do we have anything here that we shouldn't have? And they were self-reported. We here, hell, you know, my bad. I have this. Come get it. That's what happened. Whereas Trump, they were like, give us the documents, you traitorous scumbag. And he's like, no, we're going to move it. We're going to copy it. We're going to take it on a plane to meet with the Saudis. That's what he did. He took it on a plane to go to the fucking golf course and meet with these pricks, the Saudis. You know, Mohammed bin Bonesaw and all the 9-11 hijackers. And he, Trump had to bring a, a, a box of classified documents with him for some reason. That's a, he's a traitor. He should, oh my God, he should be in jail. This country is, we should be ashamed that he's even running for office. He should be in prison. You know, look at what they did in Brazil. Bolsonaro. He's not, he's not, he's not eligible. They took on their traitors immediately. And we had, we had Merrick the mild, Merrick the meek, sitting on his hands. I don't know. While the corporate media is like, the president just left the courtroom. Hello? He's not the president. Jesus Christ. All I know, I'm not a lawyer. And there's some investigations on Biden. Well, guess what? Not what investigate? Oh, well, the ones that the Republican, he's got an impeachment inquiry. That's an investigation. What investigation? You stupid, dumb. Ugh. I just, I, I'm good at words. I make a lot of words come out of my mouth, but I, I, I look at me. I'm dancing as fast as I can here, honey. Work with me. That's what she's saying. That, that's what her mind is going. Well, let me see. I like word salad. Nikki word salad, they called me. I could word salad with the best of them. And then I could, I could jump rope. I, I could do it backwards and in, and in heels sitting in a courtroom that's exactly what i'm talking about you've got him wait let's just say until he's sitting in a courtroom all i know is that he's innocent until proven guilty and when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom that's exactly what i'm talking about you that's exactly what i'm talking about see she she makes no sense when he's proven guilty, I'm not a lawyer, but when he's proven guilty and he's sitting in a courtroom, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, cuckoo, cuckoo. That's exactly, and, and what does the CNN moderator say? Oh, right, nothing. Got investigations on Trump and... They got investigations on Trump and Biden. Okay, there's a few questions there. What are you talking about? Um, what investigations on Biden? Uh, thirdly, fourthly, and fifthly, he's already been found liable. And he's sitting in a courtroom. That's what I'm talking about. He's sitting in a courtroom. He's been judged by a jury of his peers and by a judge. 
to be guilty. But a lot of people, forgive me, but a lot of people uh, in the Republican Party blow it all off and say that it's all a witch hunt. And which is because I think says. some of the some of the cases have case been political. Particular. Get the fuck out of here. Some of them are. Which ones? Which ones? The insurrection, the classified documents, the rape. Which ones, Nikki? Some of them are. Some. Give us the ones. I mean, ugh. This CNN moderator, why, what is wrong with them? They, it's like they don't ever want to, I guess, not be nice to a uh, word salad lady. This one I haven't looked at, but look, if he's found guilty, then he'll, he needs to pay the price. He needs to do what he's supposed to. If he's, he's already been found guilty. And she, she never said anything. Look. Some, some of those 91 indictments are, are motivated, are politically motivated. Which ones, Nikki? Which ones? Because the indictments, it's not like he's got 91 different cases going on. 91 indictments are from three cases. Well, how many cases does he have? Am I getting it? See, uh, I, it's hard to keep track. He's probably, you know, I say he's, he must be committing a crime, right? Another crime right here, right now, somehow. Let me see. How many cases? It's the classified documents. It's the insurrection and the rape, right? Wait, I think there's one more. How many cases does Trump have against? Multiple, I know, 91, but let's see. He, okay, he has a civil suit. Charges related to, oh, yeah, the fraud trial. The rape, the class, oh, he's got four, that's right. The rape, the classified documents, the, the fraud trial, and the insurrection. So, which ones are uh, not... Are, are politically motivated. Give us, you got the indictments? Is it the rape that he's already been found guilty of? The fraud he's already found guilty of? The insurrection we saw with our own eyes? Or the, uh, the classified documents that we all saw with our own eyes sitting in the shitter? All right, guys, listen, listen, listen. <clears throat> My voice is going. I'm going to play around with this uh, audio thing some more and try to figure it out better. Better, stronger, faster. We can rebuild it. And in the meantime, I see everybody's leaving and going to sleep. So, pleasant dreams every Every beautiful one, my beautifuls, my beauties. Wow. <clears throat> and get back here at 8.30-ish p.m. on Friday evening. I got more to talk about. We were going we're gonna to discuss Nick Fuentes, who is a Nazi. 
Why can't I talk? I don't know why. I have this coffee here because it's like, it soothes my aching throat. All right, listen, guys, 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 check out APS Radio News. Yes, <laughs> power do on the chat. What do you want me to say about slavery 2024? All right. We will win. That's right. Winning. She won't listen. Thank you so much, guys. Nice to see you, everyone. For Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends. And thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News, for keeping the show going and growing and your generous support to the show and to the community, Cats. It makes a difference. It means a lot. Check out APS Radio News. For some other independent media voices, including myself and others. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, Elise, for your super chat. Thank you, Ed the Second, for the cold kitties. Thank you so much for all of your support, your emotional support. And remember, we will win. We will. Why? Why? Why, you say, Tara? Why? We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. I'll get it out, I swear. It'll come out. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you. Friday night.